Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. trade deadline season and i would like to talk about one mr andrew benintendi who we just talked about a little while ago and here he is again now in pinstripes this is i mean honestly this is a hugely relevant fantasy move for people down the stretch i mean oh yeah go from like one of the worst offenses to one of the best if you're if you're if you're in a full season roto this is incredible oh yeah 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 you gotta be like even if he doesn't get even if he all of a sudden is in line to get like four fifths or three quarters of the plate appearances that he was supposed to get before, I mean, mm-hmm. there's you're so so much better on the counting stats. Yeah, I so one thing I'm going to keep an eye on is they so he had four stolen bases before he got traded, and then he immediately stole a base for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Are they going to try and are did they leverage him for like a little bit of speed? I mean, be speedier than a lot of the guys that they have on that team, other than like Aaron Hicks. Oh, they have Falefa, right? Sure, but I mean, compared to yeah, okay, Falefa, but versus um, Mondesi and one uh, of yep. the other other guys in Kansas City, I'm blanking on um, what's this. Anyways, he's Wood. Um, t- yeah, he's gonna have a he's gonna have more chances at a green light. But Benintendi was meant to steal, right? As like a when he when he was a prospect. I think they thought that he was going to be like a 2020 guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah. 2020, that's nothing to... I these, mean, these days. <laughs> well, I'm thinking yeah. he's he was like the prototypical 2008, 2020 guy. Was that, that's what they sure. hoped that they had. Sure. 2020 was going to bat 350 and was going to score buckets of runs. And the little guy couldn't stay healthy in Boston. All right, let's do our fantasy check-ins here. Fantasy leaders, I mean, what is there to say? Aaron Judge, nine weeks. Shane McClanahan, six weeks. Even with a non-ideal Shane McClanahan start. Yep. He's so well I think, ahead of the pack, yeah. They're, they're cemented at this point. Well, Aaron Judge is. Like, if you look at, you know, we're using CBS here, but if you look at Fangraph's war, it's like <laughs> he's head He'd and shoulders ha- above everybody we need else. To, he needs to not play for, he needs to have a 20-day missing, which we're coming down to the season in, in – down to the end of the season and it could it still could mm-hmm. happen but we don't know still could happen but you know looking looking good and he empowering fantasy teams like you wouldn't believe <laughs> obviously yeah just compare him it just just compare him to paul goldschmidt and it is oh, astounding i know i know because paul goldschmidt's like the consensus number two and no no it's they're not even in the same ballpark on this other than well they're not you know they don't play in the same ballpark Mike. Philosophical. Thank, um, Thank you. The uh, 20 extra 20 runs, extra 20 home runs, extra 20 RBIs, five extra stolen bases. That's sort of crazy. The only thing that Paul Goldschmidt has is, as would be expected, average. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about another big development here in fantasy. Uh, TGFBI, somehow I rocketed up to 350. You're at 308. I mean... 
this is a far cry from a couple months ago when I was talking both about four fifty. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, we basically both picked up a hundred spots in a couple months, which is remarkable. Yeah, I'm sort of stuck here because I think I'm sort of come. I'm coming up on the bottom of the like the teams that are just, you know, they just they're dead, but they kind of have like four or five guys that are just going to keep them going. They probably have like yep. their dead team, but they have Aaron Judge. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah Judge exactly. And, and McClanahan, as well as whoever their first rounder was. So they're just going <laughs> to be here at like 250, like no matter what. And then all the teams that are sort of like with us, where they're like trying to gain a couple spots and yep. just can't can't keep it going. Yep. No, it's, I mean it's it's hard to have. You can you can have linear growth to maybe 300, and then after that, it's a grind, and then it's a, it's a real grind. You either have the horses or you don't, and you know neither one of our teams has the horses. <laughs> so I think you know the goal is still 250. I think I think we can still <laughs> think. Let's do it. We we can do it. Uh, two months, two months left. Pedal to the metal. We can get there. All right, let's talk some. Let's talk some uh, EPL predictions. EPL is coming back. I think we just want to give just give an overview. You know, let's let's say a few teams' names that we'll either pick against all the time. You know, these are these are going to be common picks because we're going to talk top four full season and relegation. Yep. Uh, you gave me a proposal here. So your proposal for top four that you like. Uh, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, West Ham. That's an interesting pick, set of picks. And I responded, Man City, Liverpool. I agree there. I like Tottenham. I would be happy with West Ham. I'm a little nervous about Arsenal. I threw Chelsea and you just trashed it. Okay. So I think that they're still under the... If your team has been under... Has had an owner that was under global sanctions economic sanctions <laughs> you should probably stay away from it or if your team was randomly sold to an american by the british government i feel like those are two things that i would stay away from okay random right. american what, what, owners and, who are like new to it i i mean man man you is still suffering <laughs> well we all, we all saw ted lasso right so uh and that and that's so not maybe even an ownership year. situation so uh yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you actually about Man U because you know they're generating the appropriate amount of preseason buzz as they always do. Um, they're not not the worst pick possibly, but you're not being deceived. I so the the I would definitely bring in Tottenham to my group if you're if you're feeling mm-hmm. really solid about that. Let's 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 bring yeah. Tottenham in there. So the three, I mean, which is like over the last decade, not really bad ones to pick, right? Um, yeah, no, we're playing the odds here. Yeah. All right. So I think I think we're we're happy with these with these five. Some combination of these five will end in the top four. How about Absolutely. that? Uh, okay. Uh, relegation. More fun. Uh, way more fun. And honestly, we're better at predicting this. You want to pick uh, four for relegation? Three teams get relegated. That's what we did last year. Yep. Maybe we'll do four anyway. All right. So you thought for three: Fulham, Brighton, Bournemouth. That's pretty gutsy. Uh, I would say. I don't think Fulham, but I think Leeds, Brighton's a fun one. Um, I agree with Bournemouth. We're apparently giving a lot of faith to Nottingham Forest here. They have sort of the, they have the like, they, they have a pedigree. <laughs> they do. It's been a long time. Um, but they, they just feel like a little burnley but just like they're somehow going to stay up for a couple of years. And But but that's how, that's how I feel about, that's how I feel about Fulham. You think Leeds. So I, I'm fine with Leeds being in. I think so, Leeds. I, I think Leeds. And then you want to take, I mean, Brighton would be an outside one. Brighton would be like, if that happened, it would be pretty 
surprising. Yeah, but we went into last year being like, Brighton is terrible. Yeah, and they well, they were, to be fair. but um, And then they just right. sort of they won enough games. All right, so for four, let's do Bournemouth, Fulham, fine. Leeds, Brighton. Yeah. All right, today we are going to do some natural language processing. There is a point to this. This isn't just a straight tool development, but it's going to take a little while to get there. So I'm just going to start the explanation first. Uh, I don't. How familiar are you with natural language processing? None. Okay. As far as I can tell, it's a real dark art in the data science community. Um, and it, it, it sort of makes sense because it's really easy for humans to read and understand something. Uh, and it's also easy for humans, it's not easy, but you know, humans can do it, can rephrase, paraphrase, or summarize things. Well, I should back up. I, I should back up. I, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of experience dealing with this issue. When you do it in my in my work with with geocoding, um, mm-hmm. that is putting a location to a written address. There's a there's a lot of semantics that you have to walk yeah. through when because it's like if someone decides to write 100 South Main yeah. Street, you know there are a lot of different ways you can write that, and then to you can put in a lot of literal. Um, stops in there to try to be like okay well if it's if it says south replace south with s if it says mm-hmm. street st or st period replace it with s-t-r-e-e-t you know whatever mm-hmm. the form is that, that you end up needing it so i mean in my line of work we we run into it a ton and i and and i can still stay because there's so much of it um saint albans versus st period albans we're, you know, we're literally having that problem right now as you'll see oh, of course of course of course junior junior for junior fully said jr but i mean we have to like deal with that kind of stuff all the time but i've never really like actually gotten into um natural language processing in terms of like trying to get to that next level past putting in an expert system to deal with it is what I think of it, though. I mean, maybe you're going to tell me that this is just a huge expert system. I, I don't. I mean, I, I we're nothing. We're nothing. We're not anywhere near that fancy yet. So, and the the point of this is that machines are actually quite bad at this idea. So yeah, while exactly. while if you had an army of humans could look at that address, that South address, and be like, yeah, this is the same address as S, right? They're like instantly. Yeah, humans they do just not instantly struggle. recognize it, but it's very right. hard for machines to do. And this, we've kind of kicked this around a little bit before. Um, I mean, this right, big tech is having this problem all over the place, right? This is why mm-hmm. they can't. This is why moderation on on your favorite social media site is such a challenge. Yeah, they don't know when you say yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they yeah. And when they- <laughs> so in this in this particular instance, you know, the stake the stakes are pretty different. But what I want to do is there are some obvious applications for fantasy, and the one that I'm going to talk about today is looking at transaction logs and i'll motivate why in a minute but i think there's lots of other things you could do i mean there's so many preseason scouting reports there's local newspaper headlines that people write Mm -hmm. i mean there's all this stuff that you would love to be able to scrape um available i think you know there are probably things that i'm not even thinking of yet that i'd like to come up with but I'm i'm gonna go back to the the transaction logs which are already a very rich data set and i was thinking about this this past week because of the trade deadline an MLB. And I'm being told some trades, but much like we talked about uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago being super surprised at I can't remember what trade was it when we were doing a review. Dylan Cease? Yeah, the Dylan Cease was in that in that Cubs White Sox trade. 
for Eloy Jimenez, right? And these are the types of things where, like, oh, I forget about all these things, and it's happening right now. I'm forgetting about guys that are being traded or not aware of who's on new teams, and I would like to have a better way to see that in in a succinct way format that makes me happy. <laughs> uh, and I find some of the consolidators right now very dry. So you look at like the ELB, uh, ESPN's MLB transaction logs, mm-hmm. and they just kind of shoot through all this stuff. There's a ton of data there. It's a rich tapestry, but it's not, again, it's not very machine readable, and I have to sift manually through a ton of data that I'm not interested in. Right, it's 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 written long form. Exactly, and that is... All these yeah, things are written long form. You just got to it. I mean, it's exactly. So I need to figure out, or what I, what I was hoping is like, I would like a table, just tell me who got traded. And, and then, but there's other things you can do, right? So there's, really interestingly, you can see all the guys that hit the COVID-19 IL. And so there's a whole project yep. that you could do that's like, how long did the average guy actually spend on the COVID IL? And who's had COVID anyway? So who, you know, who are we slightly less worried about or maybe more worried? Or are we more worried because they got it nowadays? It's like you got it once. That means you're probably going to get it again. Exactly. So, so we got all this. So there's, there's stuff to know. And then there's the one that I'm, you know, morbidly curious about, which is like, mm, who has been on the restricted list ahead of a trip to Toronto? And uh, yeah. I just pulled that. I just pulled this list straight up for you. Here's, here's your list of guys where you're like, hmm. Probably un- why were, unvaccinated. Why were you on the restricted list? The only guy on here that I, but this highlighting the dangers of natural language processing, Josh Hader's on this list. But it's because they also use restricted list as a euphemism for paternity list, which is so annoying. Oh, so these, yeah. Um, so these guys so, are either dads or they're not vaccinated. <laughs> or both. Or both. Why yeah. can't you be both? <laughs> Brian Reynolds just had a kid, too. And uh, so he went from having like a IL stint to having a paternity league. St- paternity league. <laughs> paternity. <laughs> paternity league. That'd be a good one. Uh, dad's allowed. There are some traditional things, traditional funny things here, uh, you know, like, so anyway, I, I pulled this list. This is just kind of a, this is not the list I wanted to talk about, but obviously this is a relevant list for heading up to anyone going to Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so, but I'm actually going to focus a little bit more on what, what I've done so far and get a little bit of a uh, little more idea from you about what we might want to do. Uh, so I'm focusing right now on the ESPN.com transaction logs. Um, there's a lot there. Wondering whether this should be MLB.com, but um, honestly, ESPN has a better interface for scraping, which is, as as you know from all of our scraping exercises, is is not something to be scoffed at. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought, so we did this like four years ago. We we started down this path, and this is yep. where we hit. We hit the, a, a natural language barrier. Yep um mlb.com i think it was what where i what i was scraping from yes yeah so we we have to be fair tried this before so i'm trying to come up so i'm coming up with new wrinkles and i think i mean i'm just a better uh i'm just a better algorithm developer than we were four years ago which is funny you know right so exactly so so i think coming up with those so I think the the thing that's different this time is this new sense of how to how to work the algorithms. And I have more clear cut cases, right? Like I already demonstrated, okay, I can pull all the guys that are have been on the restricted list. Like yeah. here's this list. That's straightforward. That's just natural language. That that acts, that version of natural language processing is very easy. So let me talk about the goal for a second. Again, just to remind everyone, the goal is to take all this non-homogeneous information 
on the ESPN transaction page and make it homogeneous for computer reading in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you pointed out immediately, it's all written freeform. <laughs> it's all it's all sentence based. So it's pretty easy to take this and split the sentences and look for keywords. There are some things you can do to identify players. For instance, at least on ESPN, they always tell you the player's position before they tell you the name. So as with all sorts of natural language processing things, you have to look for signposts. Yep. So yeah, here yeah. it's like, okay, um, LHP Brooks Raley is doing something. And like, okay, well, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to search for LHP. And then the first two things that come up after that are the name, which is a huge pain if you're Michael A. Taylor who I really wish didn't go by Michael A. Taylor <laughs> or your Lock St. John. Why. Yeah. <sighs> Context. I'm, I'm not going to get confused about the Michael Taylors. I mean, they, they're coded by team. <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the whole, the whole point of this is, is so that we can, I think the last time that we were looking at it, it was like, well, could we figure out, like, okay, um, Trevor Story's on the IL can't remember what it's for but could we figure out like okay he went on the il at this date when do we expect him back mm-hmm. you know that would be hugely helpful but it's also yeah this is so much information that we have to get from this and we need to distill it into our schema so that then we can actually like query it and analyze it versus- exactly so i mean you're getting you're getting to what i was what i'm hoping to get to and i think so the, the question that we posed before What's better this time is that the question that we posed before was an ill-posed question, <laughs> like, or it was, it was like, well, the, the question final that we step. asked before was like, we had this huge, all these huge different ideas of how how we would, what we were going to ask, and it's like way too much, and then we distilled it down to like, are more people getting injured this year than last year? Mm-hmm. Which we said yes, yeah, even though we couldn't statistically really show it, we could see it quantitative, uh, qualitatively, it was yes. But I think I think we're more. I mean, honestly, we're more ready to do that statistically now <laughs> than we were before. Let's so, do that. So I think yeah, we should do that. So the the again, I did this for the trade deadline. So the one thing I wanted to highlight was that okay, I can oh, tell yeah, you. So, yeah, we need to be able to track that because like I I didn't really even notice that Vogelback was on a new team, and then all of a sudden I saw there was like a, it went around online him going around the bases, and it was like that's not a Pirates jersey. <laughs> that's see, that's exactly my point. Is that it's like so easy to miss things like that. Especially the guys that aren't the the guys that are owned in like TGFBI that aren't yeah. really that are kind of edge owned in a, a, like a twelve team or a ten team mix, like those are the guys where it's like they can get traded and you just don't even realize it because they're not front page. Exactly, and honestly, the other thing, the other mo- thing that finally pushed me over the edge about like okay, I have to do this is that I feel like I'm constantly falling behind guys in TGFBI who are picking up prospects. Or picking yeah, up yeah, activations yeah, yeah. We, and promotions. We should, and I, yeah, we need to know not just like when they come up to the MLB, but like who went from single A to like the double A team that's that actually the people go from double A to the to the big leagues. Because what one of the things that we've sort of learned is that it's it's not really a linear progression from mm-hmm. A to double A to triple A to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Actually, that triple A system is like players that are those are like the um backup quarterback kind of players they're not the yeah. like oh this is exciting we could we should bring him up because those are the, the double a people right triple a exists to be injury rehab and holding place for extra guys <laughs> you know yeah I mean, we need we need a whole we need this is the whole backup team 
Like this is a whole backup yeah. team. We'll go. Who cares? We'll go three fifty with this team. But like, all the players <laughs> that we need are here. It's like, but do we want to sell the jerseys? Do we want to um, like have exciting players? Like those guys go from double A up to the big leagues. Exactly. Exactly. So I think so. Being able to keep track of stuff like that is a is a future goal. So right now I'm just giving you the list of July some some early July trade deadline guys. I mean, it, okay, flags the flags the relevant ones. Nelvi Marte. That's a big. You know, that's that's a guy that's on the move. That's super interesting. Um, ostensibly for Luis Castillo, but honestly, I care way less about Castillo being traded than Marte getting out of Seattle. Well, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't does it change the needles any. He was owned. You know, the people yeah. that own the people that own Castillo are like, this is great because I'm probably going to get instead of getting three more wins the rest of the season, I may get five. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really the big thing that happens. He's in better park for pitching, and he's yep. in a, he's got a better team for potentially winning. But he's probably not a keeper, and um, mm-hmm. he's probably already owned. So yeah, what was it matter for Castillo? Whereas Marte could be he might be playing next year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So these are things to these are things to just take a look at. Um, and Andrew Benintendi gets flagged on here too. A lot of guys that I hadn't heard of names before, and also. It's funny to find typos um, in these. I, the last thing I want to say is that, is that the the looking ahead thing is that I do actually want to combine this with other data for fantasy relevant sources. So yeah. what I would like to say is like, oh, this guy's name appeared on the transaction logs. I'm going to flag that because he's on a prospect list somewhere. We What I want to do is have a cross-match list of prospects or guys that are at some ownership level that's interesting. And so my question to you is like, what... What list should we cross match? I mean, what's interesting? I mean, is it is is this something that we should try and combine with ownership? Because it could be in, that could be interesting. Could be, but I, you're you're asking that. I'm like you're like step number twenty, and I'm like thinking <laughs> step number two is like having the crosswalk between <laughs> no, the but... equivalency between player name and player ID and fantasy pros, and then player ID and fan graphs. Like we just need that table. We've talked about that a yep. bunch, and I think we could probably figure it out now. Yeah, just I, having I think so. that there so we can can go between all the data sets. Well, I yeah, exactly. I mean, I want the ranking one because there look at this trade list. There's so many names on here where it's like this guy is never going to be relevant to me. Oh, it doesn't matter this year. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, Marte, not even, like I'm not even sure I'm not even sure this year if it's going to be important. Like yeah. I I don't know who Edmundo Sosa is. I couldn't tell you what team he was without, you know, with this raw data. Look it up. You got to look it up. Yeah. Exactly. And so my point is like, but I I want something to help me cut through some of some more the of the noise here and say okay give me like make sure that there's no chance i could miss that andrew benintendi got traded or mm-hmm. that luis castillo got traded like give me some ranking highlights so i think that's to me the first cross match is like this person might is probably more relevant <laughs> make sure you didn't miss this yeah okay we can do it we can get it we can get that in yeah i think i think that'll happen but anyway, I'm going to keep keep working on this. Um, I have I have a repository that I will push a little bit later that we'll just that we'll take a look at so that we can uh, so we can sort of have something that is reproducible going forward. I think that about brings us to the review session. Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty. Not a lot of innings this year. Yeah, three uh, three games started. Uh, eight eight innings pitched. This is probably isn't what you were imagining for Jack Flaherty. In those eight innings pitched, he got six strikeouts. Um, he also had a five point six three ERA and a two point one three WHIP. So, needless to say, they were not good innings. 
No. Are we going to see him? Year. Are we going to see him again this year? Uh, I I have no idea. I mean, he's, he's they put him immediately onto the. He's 60 on the sixty deal. right now with right shoulder doubtful. strain. We're not going to see him again. We're not seeing him again this year. I mean, what? Unless it's so he can play in the playoffs. What do we What do we do with Jack Flair? I mean, he twenty nineteen was a great year. Is is it just that that was a total fluke? I mean, so two hundred thirty one strikeouts in one hundred ninety six innings pitched. Starts all 33 games, 2.75 ERA, 0.97 whip. And honestly, he's just been cruising on that since then. Yeah, every year he's at the top of the, he's in top uh, top 20 pitcher to grab. Um, mm-hmm. And each year he doesn't return that value. I mean, last year it was like, okay, this might be the stepping stone to come back. Uh, and then, um, you know, he only got 78 innings last year. I know, I know. And it was not like, it, it wasn't like, listen. Speaking of Castillo, Luis Castillo, Luis Castillo this year has shown up and pitched really well once he came in. Whereas it looks like Flaherty, each time that he comes back, it's like, okay, I need like four or five starts to get back into the system. And then <laughs> you just don't, don't have that luxury. Yeah, I mean, I... But then again, uh, how old is he? He's 26. He's like, so yeah, but we got plenty of time. I... That seems a little bit gambler's fallacy to me. I mean, like, how 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 many times are we going to give him? How much leash are we going to give him? You know, you're saying was, like it's not gambler's fallacy. He's 26 years old. Ergo, he still is on the the trajectory to get better and get stronger and get grow into a man. See, I I so I don't think so. The reason I think it's gambler's fallacy is because I think people look at 2019 and say like, wow, he's got this potential. Like he's just gonna he's gonna realize it he's gonna realize it and that's why he keeps getting drafted number twenty as pitchers and he's just killing you because of it. But I don't want to I don't want to put this bet box in there. But like he's gonna be a top five pitcher at some point in the next nine years. Wow, no chance, no chance, no chance. This is just how it goes though. The guys with the pedigree, you like look at him pitch. The guy's I, six four two twenty five. He just when he pitches, it's like. That guy grew up throwing balls, and and you just know that if he's able to get to 200 innings, he could he could win a Cy Young. It, he's, uh, he's that kind sure. of player. But he but he hasn't pitched. I mean, he pitched 196 in 2019. So he's you know he's yet to hit two. He's never hit 200. Sure, he's 26. I know. This I said I said if he gets to 200 innings, he could probably win a Cy Young. But there have been there have been a lot of players like this. There have been a lot of players like this who just like. It doesn't happen, doesn't happen, doesn't happen. And then it happens. They have the pedigree. They have all the tools that they need. And then it happens. And then I did it, but it happens for one year, maybe two years, maybe three. I think about Matt Cain, where it was like everybody was every, – like every year was like Matt Cain, Matt Cain, ooh, Matt Cain, Matt Cain. Um, and then when he, then he did it for like two, three years, and then he was just terrible again. Well, I, I, I mean, obviously, you're just more confident. So, but tell, okay, here, I, here. but I'm, I'm confident that he's going to have a good year. I don't want to try to invest resources in owning him. He's going to be a guy that I'm going to see. It's like everybody has him ranked at the 19th pitcher off the board, and yeah. I'm going to look at that and I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to own him, and I'm not going to own him. And it's one of these years I'm going to be wrong, and all the rest of them I'm going to be right. Be <laughs> so where, how, where would you draft him next year? I mean, he's not going to realistically. I'm I'm more convinced now after looking at this that he's not going to pitch again this year. 
No, I, he's not going to pitch again this year unless it's like to tune up for the playoffs because they think that he can he can help them. Maybe, but his his shoulder. I mean, I'm looking at these transaction logs again, and his shoulder has not been right since early August of last year. Since so, no, 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 it hasn't. And, so well, I so what what do you do? I mean, how how far? Obviously, you we would both pick him at some point. Like I'm not like don't get me wrong, I would take a flyer on him at some point, but. It, he was number 74 expert ra- rankings coming into this season. Overall, he was... Oh, for pitchers. So overall, he was 203. And his ADP was anywhere from... Holy wow. His expert consensus rankings were 23 to 117. ADP was... So I think experts want to get it right when he comes back in. When yeah. When he has that yeah. good year. People see it, and the risk analysis <laughs> that they're doing says... No, thank you. 140 still seems a little early to me. I'd say I would say not before 200 for me. Yeah, I would be somewhere around there. If it, if it was overall pick number 203, I probably would grab him before that. If I if we got to what would that be? Once we got to 180, I'd start to see him go around and be like, yeah. No, I I, th- I think I sure sure I agree with that. I I don't disagree with that. I mean every everybody has a price at some point. Like at some point I will pick them. <laughs> But look at this. Look at this company. He had um, 70. Yeah, I'll go 71 was Adam Wayne, right? 72 was Ranger Suarez. 73 was Alex Wood. 74 was Jack Flaherty. 75 was Anthony DiScalfani. Number 76 was Joe Ryan. I I knew about the Joe Ryan one because he was one of our comps that we did last week. Yeah. It's that's there you go. It's. Who do you want to roll the dice with, right? Do you want to roll the dice with the old guy who's just like, is this going to be the year that he falls apart? Adam Wainwright. Do you want to roll the dice with the young guy that shows some flashes of being able to strike people out and then have a terrible whip? Do you want the guy that's just like Alex Wood? It was like, if he has a role and stays healthy, he's a good number four pitcher. Do you want, or do you want to go for broke with a ace? Jack well, I mean, it depends on your league, right? I mean, TGFBI, I can see why he would go earlier because if he hits, it's going to be freaking amazing. And in yeah. that in that type of format, you just want to hit, <laughs> you know. You just yeah. you have to you just have to get so many things to break correctly. But in a, I mean, this, this would be a death knell if you picked him as the twentieth pitcher off the board. If you if you followed the expert consensus rankings and you picked him at sixty in our home league, that would have been a disaster. Yeah. It would have been terrible. Yeah, no. We, we, in those places where you need a guy to perform, I mean, like I, I fell behind because Luis Castillo was on the DL, and it's like I just losing, yep, losing that contribution the, that over that time just kills. And when you don't know with a guy like him, it's even worse. So, I, I, I mean, I'm struggling to think of a, I'm struggling to think of a bet box. There's a couple things we could do. We could either say, does he appear again this year? We could try and pick where we could try and rate his ADP, or we could go super long term and say and ask how many starts he gets next year, which is going to be relevant. Let's, let's do that. Oh, yeah. What would you? Are we going to say two hundred three is over under for ADP? See, I, th- I the problem is I think he'll be better than that. I mean, I'm telling you where I would take him, but in terms of when I think other people will take him. Well, that was his overall rank, expert consensus ranking coming into this year. Oh, then it can't be better than that. So yeah, two hundred three. Sure, that's a great. Well, one. The overall, I don't. I, I sometimes I can. I know how to read the fantasy pro stuff. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> um, one forty is the ADP from last year. 
Um, I think it's going to be lower than that. Worse than that. Okay. I think it's going to be worse than that, too. Um, well, we can just bet against ourselves. We don't have to bet against... <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, well, that's... We might both win. We might both lose. And then, so game started next year. What do we got? Ten. I was gonna say fifteen. I'll take the over on fifteen. I can see it just. I'll, I'll take it to just. I'll. I don't know that they're gonna be good, but it might, why don't why don't I take the over on fifteen? Okay. Games. Yeah, games and started. that's games started. Yeah. We said one forty on. Yeah, let's games played. Do we say one forty on ADP? Can we say games played? Yes. Can I get that little little wrinkle. Yeah. And we said ADP, the ADP line is one forty, right? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Then we're good. Who are we doing next week? Talk about Max Freed. Uh, there we go. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're select you, buddy. We're select you, too. Yeah.